Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's uh, Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. And we have with us again the guy, a man of men, who really cares about America uh, and, and what the country was founded upon and how we've lost it. And he has an article, as Judge Andrew Napolitano. There's nobody, as I say, that put up against anybody when it comes to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and that Judge Napolitano knows inside out, upside down, and how we're losing it inside out and upside down. Judge, thanks for being here today. Uh, thank you, Gerald. Always a pleasure, my dear friend. You know, you have an article coming out um, tomorrow, and it's about this guy who has a uh, sells milk, Amos Miller. And you talk about him and how the uh, state troopers and investigators got a search warrant. The guy sells milk that, you know, it's not, uh, it's unadulterated and, and it's grass fed. He's been doing it for 40 years. He doesn't sell it, but friends of his buy it from him and the guy's in trouble for it. And you make this point because it's really about not only that they tell us what we put in our body, you got to buy what they tell you to, to take, but also how we're losing our rights and what's happening to this guy. So Amos Miller is an Amish farmer, not far from where I live, but on the other side of the Delaware River in, uh, in Pennsylvania. And the state police raided his farm and stole all of his farm products uh, because of a, a search warrant authorizing them to do so. Now, a search warrant can only be based on probable cause of crime. This search warrant was based on the fact that someone in the state of New York got sick on a milk product and thought that it came from Amos's farm. He has never been sued, never been charged, um, never been held liable in any way for harming uh, anyone. But here's a guy who sells milk that is unpasteurized and unadulterated, contrary to what the state of Pennsylvania wants. He doesn't sell it to the public. He only sells it to members of his club who state in writing, I know what I'm buying and this is what I want and this is all that I want to put in my body and my children's body. So this is another example of the nanny staters using the criminal process. It's a criminal proceeding because they don't like what he sells and what people choose to put in their own bodies using the criminal process to tell us how to live. I go into uh, the history of the Declaration of Independence and the exuberation at uh, freedom from uh, Great Britain in 1783 and, and then say, well, where did all that freedom go? It's gone. It's gone. We have less freedom today than the colonists did who fought a revolution uh, against the king. Uh, taxation without representation is tyranny. Kind of a a canard. They really didn't want representation in the British Parliament. They wanted to be away from, free of the British Parliament. But the taxes over which they revolted, none of them exceeded 3%. Ugh. Today, of course, you know what we pay in the Northeast could be upwards of 50 to 58 or 59%. Uh, percent. So half your time is spent working for the government. And 3% was enough to trigger uh, a revolution. So this infuriated me, this nanny state do-gooder will tell you what to put into your body. We know what's better for you than you know for yourself attitude. And what really infuriated me was the use 
uh, of the criminal uh, process to enforce this. Instead of sending him a letter saying, you know, we think that you're not selling uh, safe products, and they can have a, a debate uh, over that. Boom, the FBI, not the FBI, the state police show up, knock on the door, walk in, steal everything he has, and then put a sign up saying, do not enter, do not buy anything from this place. It's unsafe and it's unhealthy. Well, the hell are the police to say that? So that's what motivated me to write the column. What happened to this guy? How did it end up? Nothing. Nothing so far. I, 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 uh, I don't know what legal procedures, if any, have followed this. The events that I just described took place last Thursday. Oh. So uh, that's seven days ago. So he lost everything. They have everything. They stole all his stuff. Correct. I mean, he can remake it. He's still got the cows, uh, but it's an expensive process to remake it. They stole cream. They stole sour cream. They stole eggnog. They stole milk. Stole. Not looking for a sample of but taking everything he has. And, you know, it's a joke. I mean, look at all the, the, the products, the, all the, the crap and all these products that are killing people, all these artificial thises and that's, and, 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 and you know, and, and they, they bust this guy's chops for nothing. You know, right. by the way, you know, it, how dare anybody drink a natural product? It has to be pasteurized. <laughs> I mean, who can make up this crap? A bunch right. of crap heads. You know, you right. talk about the Declaration of Independence. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You never hear that word happiness again. No, you, you have said this for many years. Happiness is a bad word. The government doesn't want you to be happy. And when you read George Washington's farewell address, he mentions that a number of times. That the purpose of the, you know, the, the America, the, the republic. And that happiness is a is a is a key. It's an essential of it. And you you go on in your article over here, and you said that um, <laughs> historians have estimated from reading letters, pamphlets, sermons, essays, newspapers, editorials, and speeches from an era that only about one third of the colonists favored using force to secede, but that one third. Whipped the wind of change. And the winds and the winds of freedom. Uh, this yes. is another one of your favorite lines about a, a determined and passionate and freedom-loving uh, minority. Uh, prof the late Professor Bernard Balin at uh, Harvard did this study, and it was about one-third, one-third, one-third. About one-third wanted to stay as loyalists. One-third wanted to secede. Hard to believe. One-third didn't care. You know, these weren't scientific polls. These are estimates right. based upon what people said. Women didn't speak. African-Americans didn't speak. A lot of laborers didn't speak. So it's a small portion of the society from which they extracted these rough uh, proportions. But it is generally accepted that about one third led the revolution for everybody. And everybody benefited. Now, not the loyalists whose lands were confiscated, but everybody who saw what was happening and appreciated the freedom uh, benefited from the revolution. But in 1783, we were free. Then, of course, the United States of America and the federal government came along, and then the states began mimicking the federal government. What the state of Pennsylvania did to this farmer is the same thing that the feds do uh, all the time. The feds usually aren't concerned with milk, 
Uh, but if they want to put you out of business, they know how to do it. You know, it, 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 it is so, so sad that this is going on because it's the same one third today. It's only a few people know what's going on. The rest follow what the government is set telling them to do or else they don't care. You look what happened with the COVID war. We'll tell you what to do. You're going to obey and, and no jab, no job. Right. No jab, no job. Right. Right. Look I mean, they, that they, happened they, to many, many, many people, many good, uh, good people. Some of them eventually got their jobs back and some judges uh, ordered in, in the case of the government governments to pay them like New York city police, the, the salary they lost, but a lot of them had their careers destroyed because they didn't uh, take the chemicals that the government ordered them to take yeah. violation of the Nuremberg uh, conventions, of course, forcing people to take experimental drugs against their will. But again, nothing has changed. I'm saying, you know, there were very, you know, you know I had peace rallies here, how hated I was when everything was locked down. And I had a peace and freedom rally. I mean, they made this stuff up, but the yeah. majority keeps following. Again, when little Georgie Bush, we're going to get that guy Osama bin Laden dead or alive and launched the Afghan war, over 80% of the people followed. Correct. So nothing has changed. And, and, it's, and it's only getting much worse. You know, our friend... Go ahead. Sorry, what? No, you said nothing has changed. I was thinking of that funny one-liner by our friend uh, Tom Woods. No matter who you vote for, you end up with John McCain. He, yeah, he could look like Barack Obama and act like George Bush and sound like Donald Trump, but he's still uh, John McCain. He still wants to kill people. And you're talking about what the police did and enforcing what they've done. Your friend over there in in New York, again, forcing people what to do. I still have this article. This is from August 24th, 2021. The height of the COVID war. Two judges tell defendants to be vaccinated. The defendant was charged with a number mm -hmm. of minor crimes, mm -hmm. including drug possession and shoplifting who's prepared to plead guilty and the prosecutors agree. But a Bronx judge approving the deal added his own unusual condition. The defendant had to get a COVID-19 vaccine. It's just terrible. Judge Rakoff, or pro probably Jerkoff, argued that it fell to him to determine whether a person seeking release represented a danger to the community. The unvaccinated, he wrote, did pose such a danger, giving their enhanced risk of infecting other innocent people and even potentially causing their deaths. All right. He is a dear friend of mine. We obviously disagree on many things. We have debated this loud and long with each other. He's not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change his. But I do remember that. 
I remember when it happened. I remember telling you about it. I remember you uh, taunting me over the fact that he's my friend. <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you do? Roger Ailes, Roger Ailes used to say, Judge, you got to have friends on the other side of the aisle. <laughs> what, what I'm saying here is this is dictatorial. Yes. It's no different than what those scum did to that 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 farmer. Who is he to say? Who is he to say that that enhanced risk of infecting other innocent people and even potentially causing their death? A total lie. A total made-up piece of crap. But I'm mentioning this because this is how low our country has fallen. Correct. In this so many a, different ways. This is a life-tenured federal judge. Um, symbolic or, or symptomatic of much of the <clears throat> judiciary and much of the government apparatus that bought the nonsense from Fauci uh, and the others. <clears throat> which is why it was so overwhelming and so many people were harmed. Uh, it was such a tidal wave of people following uh, the government and the government's arguments were essentially nonsense. In fact, they were counterproductive and harmful. Yep. All, the, all the facts are there, total BS. But I'm mentioning this because of the article that you've written and how we've lost our freedom. <laughs> the word that, you know, you have this other line over here. The word also went forth to the king, whom the British people believed was divinely chosen to rule over them. I think I mean, they still believe. I think they still believe that, which is crazy, but they do. And that they call him his majesty. Right. His majesty. They're a murderous crime family. Yes. The sun never sets on the British Empire. Yeah, here we go. Here, King, here, boy. No, I'm royal. And that's what's going on here. And we're losing our freedom, Judge. And it's going to get worse. And, you know, there's nothing, you know, I, I, my podcast last night, I read the headlines on CNN, Yahoo, and Drudge. CNN. Mississippi governor in second inauguration says he wants young people to stop leaving the state. CNN. Takeaways from the appeals court hearing on Donald Trump's immunity claim. Drudge. Violent political threats surge as, 20, as 24 begins. Not one word, not one word about the Israel genocidal war against Gaza. Mm. Before we went on the, on today, I looked at all the major media on online. Again, those three sites, not one peep about what's going on there. Have we become uh, acclimated to genocide so that it no longer shocks and terrifies? Terrible. Uh, well, that guy Kirby, that with that mouthpiece, now, Kirby's isn't genocide. Kirby's a joke. Kirby's Baghdad uh, Bob, if you remember that guy. Uh, from the, I don't know if he was real or not. The Americans were choked to death in their own blood. I don't know if the guy was a comedian or not, but there he was. 
Yeah. So what what do you think's going to happen with this uh, with this Israel war? I think it's going to expand and they're going to try uh, some sort of a false flag, some sort of an attack on American troops uh, to drag the United States into it. And Joe Biden will welcome that because his uh, belief is that he can only get reelected uh, if he runs as a wartime president. So they'll concoct a war. I, I think they were going to do that in uh, Ukraine, uh, but it's um, uh, it's too little too late. Ukraine is lost, even though Mike Johnson wants to send them another six and Joe Biden wants to send and Chuck Schumer want to send them another sixty eight billion. Uh, but the war in Israel is real and is likely to expand and the Americans are likely to get involved. You know, everyone listening, you really need to see Judge Napolitano's podcasts. You go to uh, Judging Freedom and you're going to have on uh, to later today, Max Blumenthal. You know, I think Max Blumenthal, he must be anti-Jewish and an anti-Semite with a name like that. Because he's against what's going on over there. It's amazing what they uh, accuse him of. And of course, he sees right through all of it. I mean, Max lived in Israel for three years while he was doing research on his own book. There are very few Americans who know as much about Israel uh, as Max. And every week, fresh new reportings about the excesses uh, of the uh, Netanyahu government, and and um, most of this is not is not good news. Even if Netanyahu is on his way out, whoever or whatever replaces him will be of the same mindset. Yep, and that's what I was saying. Before, you know, when when all this happened, they said, "Oh, Netanyahu, they're going to get rid of Netanyahu." So it doesn't make any difference, right? It, it's a it's a crime syndicate in there, and again, not my language, but the mainstream media, his uh, extreme right wing government. You know, one of my Dearest friends from college, we've been friends for 55 years, who is Jewish, a lawyer, entrepreneur, successful, wonderful guy, got mad at me for referring to uh, Gaza as an open-air concentration camp until I pointed out to him that that phrase was coined by an Israeli major general who was in charge of the occupying forces in Gaza, an Israeli Major General said, well, it's an open air concentration camp. That's not an anti-Semitic or anti-Jewish comment. That is a statement of, of opinion, well grounded, in fact. Uh, Judge, what do you suggest people do? How can we change this? Man, it requires a sea change in people's thinking. The Israeli lobby has uh, the Congress lock stock. Uh, and barrel. There are even uh, a few libertarian Republicans that are on that list. Go to go to Apex uh, website and go to the part where you want to donate to American public officials. You will see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of American public officials there. This is a, a lobbying entity for a foreign government that is not required to register uh, with the Department of Justice, just as every other person who lobbies the U.S. government for a foreign government is required to lobby. And if you don't, you get prosecuted, not not charged civilly, but prosecuted. Um, 
it will take a sea change uh, in people's uh, thinkings. They they have their hands on the throats of the Republicans and the Democrats in both houses of Congress and this particular president and probably the next president, uh, Trump, who has an instinct to pull back troops to get out of uh, NATO, still wants to spend more on defense uh, and wants to give Israel whatever it wants. So he, in, in, in this respect, he's the same as Biden just a little bit more articulate about it. You know, I agree with you, by the way, you know, this is going to continue to expand and there'll be either a false flag or something will happen to get us involved in there. And World War III has begun. And if we don't stop it, it it's going to be annihilation. I, and I'm really concerned about it. There's our cover of this week's magazine. And Well, you're uh, playing with fire uh, with people who have nuclear weapons and in the case of Israel, uh, many of them, uh, the, the hard right people and uh, Netanyahu's cabinet, the one he was, once he was complaining about that I, uh, if they leave, I don't have a coalition. They are religious fanatics. So there's really no, no reasoning uh, with them. These are people who have, uh, Phil Giraldi is going to be on today also, and he's going to talk about the uh, case uh, of South Africa versus Israel, which is going to be, tried starting tomorrow uh, and the complaint in that case which is 84 pages long uh, has copious comments from members of the cabinet like the Palestinians are subhuman uh, yep. we should we should turn Palestine into or we should turn the Gaza Strip into a uh, soccer field they should be buried alive I mean you talk about intent the, the intent to commit genocide is right there the, the, they, they call them animals too correct Yep. So this is this is not a circumstantial evidence case. There is profound evidence. I, mean, I, I don't know what the Israeli defense will consist of. Uh, the Israeli uh, government said this is a blood libel. All right. Blood libel goes back to conspiracy theories about Catholic priests using the blood of Jewish boys. Uh, to mix it with the wine that was consecrated at mass, a horrible thing. It never happened. It was it, it was entirely uh, made up. It's a 500-year-old uh, event. That's what they compared this allegation to. The allegation is true. It is true what they said about the Palestinians. It is true that they are trying to exterminate them. It is true that that is a violation of the Treaty on Genocide uh, and the United Nations Charter. We'll see what this court uh, says. It's an odd court. There are 13 judges. The plaintiff, South Africa, gets to add a judge. The defendant, the Israelis, get to uh, add uh, a judge. So they both added their judges. There'll be 15 judges, but we'll start to hear the case tomorrow. There's no testimony. It's just the oral argument uh, of lawyers. The first thing they have to decide is if they have jurisdiction. If they have jurisdiction, they're going to rule against Israel. No question about it. But again, we have to do something to stop this. And everybody, please do what you can to bring peace on earth. United we stand, divided we die. And of course, if you want to donate to Occupy Peace, we very much appreciate it. Could you imagine if these billionaires donated to Occupy Peace? Oh. <laughs> Not a maybe, we'll get, maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe one of them will show up at uh, your next rally. Yeah. Judge, thank you for all that you do. Thank you for being on. And remember, everybody... Go to Judging Freedom. You, you see what, what he's doing, the people he has on, the information he's putting out there. It's solid, it's true, and it's the true American spirit. Thank you, Judge.
Thank you, Gerald. All the best to you, my friend.